0: There are things that go on in my house that I will never speak of. You're listening to Relationship Renegade, the show that brings you hard truths and all the realities about relationships. I'm your host, Dr. Jameson Mercier, licensed clinical social worker and doctor of marriage and family therapy. And on the weekends, my dear friend, Mia Terrazas joins us for our weekend edition. Welcome, Mia.
1: I'm back. Ladies and gentlemen, I am here. Yes. good?
0: Is that she, good? she is here.
1: <laughs> I am here. I am yes. ready.
0: Now. Where you're here, you're ready so that we can talk about something that everybody is uh, going through right now. Yes, it's still COVID, but actually, you know what? It's not everybody. A lot of people. Mm -hmm. There's
1: some buzzing around it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's affecting a lot of people. Um, We're talking about back to school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're talking about back to school and, and back to school in this time of COVID. Um we, we recognize, if you, if you listen to the past few episodes we've been doing, we've been kind of talking about coping with some of these things. And I think we were going to talk about the whole back to school thing
1: uh-huh.
0: in that, but then it was a really good decision to give it its
1: own show. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just a, it's, it's a huge thing it's a huge life milestone thing for some people and it's a huge decision too for some people right now
0: Mm -hmm. so we got a few different areas about this whole back to school thing that we're going to talk about um and hopefully we give you some tips and i say hopefully because um there are no easy answers to this and Mm -hmm. tips that might work for me I know don't work for everybody because we're a little crazy here in my house. I'll be the first to admit that. Um, Yeah. There are things that go on in my house that I will never speak of.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And likewise for me as, you know, a single lady, uh, what I think about it too, for you know, parents um, is going to be probably a little different too.
0: Yeah, so while everyone's situation is unique, and this is the crazy thing about COVID, right? We're all experiencing this one singular phenomenon,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yet everyone's in a unique situation.
1: Right.
0: Wrap your head around that for a sec, right? We're all experiencing this thing. All of us are impacted by it, but it's, it's millions of people feeling it differently. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So, so yeah, that's a head turner. Um, So the first, first aspect of this back to school in this time of COVID that we're going to address is the employees that work in schools and Mia, this is your area of expertise.
1: (laughs) It is my area of expertise as I am currently. Um, Employed with the school district and Jameson, you too can chime in too because you, that's how we met. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, from the employee perspective, I guess there's just, and, and I'm not a teacher, so I can't speak to a classroom, but I can speak to um, the social emotional part of the back to school. Yeah. Um, situation and some of the anxieties and the things that are, are popping up already. So, mm-hmm. um, personally, um, I mean, I would love to go back to the classroom and the school and things like that. But when I do think about the, the students that are having a difficult time at home, because I know those emotional stressors and things like that, um, are a lot, Um, for them to handle, because I saw what that looked like when school was in session, and I could see them face to face. Um, The challenge for me in my role, which is more of like a a counseling kind of role, so you know, social work role, um, is a way to connect with people um, and also have a space where it's kind of private as well and um that has its own challenges especially with people being at home um but also you know I I just it's such a challenge to to make that connection that you know we our fields kind of pride ourselves on needing um to have like that therapeutic kind of relationship or even you know the school's that I work at, you know, there's some, there might be some um, underlying negative connotations with school and the parents. And so I worked a lot with trying to get our communities into the school and get parents involved in school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now that presents some challenges with some of the parents that. Um, you know, aren't English speakers, or have, you know, aren't, um, are just having a difficult time with also having to be a teacher. So I am hearing both sides of it. And as an employee, um, I don't think there's any, you, I think there, you're kind of like damned if you do damned if you don't, you're gonna ruffle someone's feathers.
0: Yeah, so, so I hear that. But if it, I guess, let's give some some of the listeners a little bit more context. Um, you so as an employee of the school district, you got uh-huh. the summer off. Yes. Okay, and so now you're preparing to go back. I think you guys go back at the time tomorrow, of tomorrow. At the time of this recording, it's like yes, like real soon.
1: Yeah. Is it,
0: is it tomorrow?
1: Well. When we're recording this, yes, but yes. it would have already been my first uh, my first day back when this um, comes out, yeah.
0: Right. So this is like literally happening to you now as we speak.
1: Right now, yes.
0: And so you're coming off a summer break and mm-hmm. you're preparing to enter a new school year mm-hmm. um, in a way that you are not anticipating. Right. Tell me about that.
1: You know, just in... Just in the little things, I guess I'll I'll kind of start with is, you know, I always like to, you know, do my back to school clothes shopping or my back to school pen supply shopping. Um, And then when I would go back to campus, you know, the first week for us, like that planning week is getting our offices together and decorated, like really preparing for the kids to come. Um, and having like an atmosphere that's really inviting for them. Um, here, um, now it's like, there's a lot of waiting, I think, which, um, some people don't do well with. I'm on a group chat with some of my, my coworkers and some are doing well with it. And some of them are like, "Oh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um, but it's weird. I mean, that's, (laughs) it's weird to think of it as back to school it certainly doesn't feel back to school um and I've had some conversations with um my I don't know some of my friends about it and they're like oh my gosh you're going back to school and I'm like I mean yeah kind of um you know it's it's strange and I've been trying to think about ways to kind of make it feel more like I'm going to like my office setting or um, trying to be creative about ways to communicate with kids and I think I have sixth grade this year okay. um, so that's a new bunch of kids that have never met me um, so trying again to kind of figure out what am I going to do to build a relationship over the internet with you know these kids is uh is really weird to me really interesting um and just talking to like some of the other professionals that I work with too and like what they're gearing up to do or you know there's just a, a lot of question marks still up in the air and if you're someone who doesn't deal with Question marks, our patients. Um, it's gonna feel really uncomfortable, and I'm trying to be positive about th- about things, and um, you know, think of it as just a way to expand my practice, kind of. Um, yeah. yeah. And <clears throat> be even more creative than before, but it certainly does feel weird. It doesn't feel like I'm going back to school. Um, like I'm kind of sad a little bit about um, not being able to go out and see my kids face to face and um, get to hear their stories and invite them to come to my office for lunch. And some of the things that um, really fired me up, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. for my profession in general um, is that, that connection with like the kids. And so to feel like I can't, not that I can't, but not sure how that that's going to look or or how I'm going to foster that, um, you know, makes me a little a little unsettled.
0: Yeah, no, I can totally imagine. And we're talking to you as one employee mm-hmm. at one school of mm-hmm. a couple hundred employees. Um, mm-hmm. And so this is something that maybe not everyone is feeling, but I'm sure many, many employees are experiencing um something similar. The teachers for sure, I would imagine, are really mm-hmm. experiencing this. Um to the point where somewhere I was reading, there are a lot of people who, if they were near retirement, they just took it. Or if they qualified, they were they just they're like, I'm out. You know? Mm-hmm. Because they just didn't want to have to deal with the stress and the change and everything that was going to come with something like this.
1: Right. And I just, you know, it's something that I never anticipated was that opening a school would be so controversial. Mm. Um, you know, and it's funny because I have, you know, with my group of friends, I, they have, some have kids, um, that are young, young, um, like two and three, um, or, you know, five or six they're they're young um but they have a lot of a lot of things to say about the opening of schools or not opening of schools and like it's the school's kind of job to be open and that's kind of made me think a little bit too um because it's been a what I've seen on on Facebook and things like that as well like social media and articles and stuff is like um you know, some parents are outraged that schools are not open and they just think it's ridiculous. And then there's some, um, that are like, no, of course not. Like, why would they be open? Um, um, and some are like, you know, just, just, it's so controversial. It's so polarizing, um, right now. I would never anticipated that at all. And some teachers are actually getting really mad about it. They're like, you know, we're not here to babysit your kids. We're here to educate and we're teachers, but that doesn't mean we're like glorified babysitters for you to go to work.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, I can tell you as a parent, I, um, mm-hmm. we've we been having all kinds of conversations here,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, which, which is the next, next group of people that we're, we're talking about, um, between her and i some it it, we're not fighting about it we just have a lot of questions number one and then when i talk to Mm -hmm. other parents just like us we it's a it's mixed emotions because Mm -hmm. what's happened over the years um and again this all depends on i guess what your beliefs and politics are but Mm -hmm. um some will tell you that schools were created to get kids out of the workforce so that the adults can have the jobs. Mm -hmm. And so depending on who you are and what you believe, I can see how people would argue for kids to be in school so that parents could work Mm -hmm. because some parents have to work. And if their kids are not in school, then they cannot work. Right. Um, Our situation here is such that we're able to work from home. Mhm. But that's just it, we have to be able to work from home. Right. If the kids are here, which they will be, and we have 3, so one in middle school and two in elementary.
1: Mhm.
0: You know, we we tried leaving it up to the to log the kids on and the teachers and the assignments and letting the kids just kind of manage themselves back when COVID first started. Right. Total disaster. <laughs> total, i do
1: total you know disaster. i do want to comment on that too because i feel like um a lot of people are thinking of school as what it was um when things kind of shut down in march and i i would caution people with that because you know some people are just like you know Oh, we just got a ton of assignments. Oh, they just did this. Oh, they, you know, barely said anything or whatever their experience was. Um, but I think they forget sometimes that it was really sudden to shut down schools. Like it was like, you're done. Like mm-hmm. you can come get your stuff, but there was no manual or guideline or anything on how to implement the rest of your, your curriculum or implement, you know, all of these things, yeah, how to do there's your job. hardly any learning, any learning curve. So when they're given th- these things, you know, they were trying to cope just as much as the parents were. So to think that it was going to be this fully formed online curriculum, blasting teachers teaching, like they were in the classroom, mm-hmm. which is a really high expectation. And I feel like a lot of people still think of it like that. Like they had that horrible first experience, but are so, you know, shy about or vocal about what it's going to look like now because of the ex- past experience that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sorry to interject with you on that, but I just <laughs> wanted to I wanted to say that because you know, teachers are like, well we didn't have what we needed and so, yeah. you know, parents too are just kind of like, well
0: that's not my know. problem. Yeah, Listen, yeah. I, I, I totally understand because as, mm-hmm. like we said at the beginning, I was with the district here, I don't know, maybe three, uh-huh. almost four years before I left. And her dean is a former teacher, um, school, social. she's mm-hmm. district. I mean, we, we know the district. And so right. here in our home, we had a lot of patience with what was happening. Um, mm-hmm. And me by nature, I'm a very patient person. Yeah. So I was not tripping because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, what what's the alternative? Go get COVID or, you know, some less than stellar academic setup. Right. Okay, I'll take that any day. Mm-hmm. Um, But not everyone understands what school districts are and how they function and how they run. Right. You know, and then there are those who understand and don't care because it's totally disrupting their lives.
1: And, Absolutely.
0: Yeah, and that's what matters to them. Mm-hmm. So anyways, we're like getting ready for the back to school here. And I'll tell you what, one, one good thing for us is we're finding out that there are, there's a whole lot more structure in place, mm-hmm. which I expected,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but... I knew for me, I was going to have to implement, I'm still going to implement my own structure. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's one thing that helps. If you're not a structured person, Mm -hmm. you definitely need to steal some structure from somebody from somewhere.
1: Mm -hmm. um,
0: Because otherwise it just won't work. Right. And here in our home, We're already getting to the point where we're implementing different routines and making sure there's a space and and the the whole space thing. If you don't have the space, um, some people are going Mm -hmm. back to school and they're displaced. They're out of their homes.
1: Right.
0: Whole families. And so I get it. I totally get it. And then in addition, so if you're not working, but you have to be a teacher and... You're supposed to just, I guess, be able to help your kid. Um, There are a lot of assumptions that are made about parents with this whole back to school thing. Um, And Mm -hmm. while I recognize there's really no, there's not much other options. Right. You know, it's, uh, it's a difficult situation for many, many people.
1: Hi. We are the Messiah Kids. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking subscribe now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support.
0: Now back to the show.
1: Yeah, and speaking of being a difficult decision uh, for parents and employees and things like that, but what about the kids? How do we think they're taking it? I mean, you have three beautiful children, um, school age children. What are what's coming coming over in your neck of the woods? How are they feeling?
0: Well, I'll i t- I'll tell you this. Um, my kids are uh so they're 12, 10, and eight. Um, so sixth grade, fifth grade, and second grade. My son's going to second grade and I want to say it's because he's a boy, um, prob- <laughs> probably because he's my son. He's just real chill about it, okay?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: As long as he has his toys, he's fine.
1: <laughs> he's good. He's <laughs>
0: good. And, right. and he's okay. Um, my, my middle child, my daughter, who's going into the fifth grade, she, is, she seems to be doing okay. Um, mm-hmm. And I believe she's okay. Now we switched her school to a different school mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and we thought that that would be a problem, but it's crazy how small that is compared to what's happening now so, right and and watch and observing her she 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 seems more excited um than anything, unlike my son, who just is oblivious, just has no idea what's going on. <laughs> Okay, she's, she, she's, she's more excited. Um, the one who concerns me and gives me pause is my 12-year-old, uh, um, my sixth grader. Mm-hmm. Okay, because one, she's my sensitive one, but two, yeah. she was already leaving elementary school to go to middle school. And mm-hmm. so there was an idea of what that was going to be like. And then right. Now she's still going to middle school, but now it's middle school online. And she's at that age where socially, there's all kinds of crazy, whacked-out things that's happening, mm-hmm. and identity right. and, and you know, clicks and all of that. So we are like having to deal with multiple personalities all over the place all the time about this.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I work with kids too outside of the school system and um, as a doing play therapy. And so my kids are little and I'm having to do a lot more family therapy um, with some of them. And, I've had like some emergency sessions happening because, you know, school is on, is, is right around the corner and more so the anxieties with the parents than with the kids, truthfully. Um, but what I noticed and what I've been talking to the parents a lot about, like some of the kids are really excited. Um, Their kids are super resilient and very creative. And so they've, they've been connecting online for a very long time, like (laughs) in like creative ways. Um, It certainly doesn't discount that they're, you know, at that age, some of them are at the ages where identity and all those things are, are very present. Um, But in some ways they've already had to show their identity through social media in some ways. So whether that's the content that they're putting on Instagram, whether that's the things that they're, um, doing on, I don't even know what some of the stuff is these days, like tiktok or there's so many other things that they have access to that. I don't even know, but they're able to be creative and connect. And for a lot of kids, they were connecting with people from different schools in their area and their neighborhoods. Um, just not in the conventional way that we think about it. Mm -hmm. And so um, when I've been talking to parents, I always try to tell them that too, that they're at the ages, some of them, not the younger ones, but some of the older ones where they've already been learning how to connect on social media and things for longer than we like think about, consciously think about. Like we know it's happening. You know what I mean? Like school is there. Um, so that was kind of their main way of connecting. Um, but I always try to tell them to kind of like remind them that, you know, that hasn't, hasn't gone away. It's just changed. Yeah. And, um, go ahead.
0: and, And I think that really is a good reminder, um, that the kids they'll be fine. They will adapt and adjust. Um, and really it is often the parents' own anxieties that, you know, manifest mm-hmm. and get projected onto mm-hmm. the kids.
1: Mm-hmm. And exactly. And that is what I wanted to just remind our listeners is like, and I tell my parents this all the time. I said, you know, like you said, kids are very resilient, but they're watching us. Mm-hmm. And if we make this an uncomfortable a a anxiety ridden experience, the kids are going to feel that and they're gonna associate this time in school as this traumatic thing where if you continue with the routine like you talked about before with like back to school, like yeah, get them amped up for back to school, get them in a notebook if you can or whatever you kind of did when you were getting them to school, you know, bring some of that routine into your home. Now, some of the kids are actually, that I've been working with, are taking pride actually in creating space in their home um, that they otherwise weren't having. Right. So, you know, the kids are being, you know, the parents are like, okay, well they need a space if you can carve out a little space to do work. Um, so some of the kids are like, yes, finally I have some space in my home to do stuff mm-hmm. um, where my parents aren't <laughs> giving me a hard time about trying to carve out some space.
0: Yeah, the um, ownership of it.
1: Yeah. So, you know, the kids, I feel like, although they're really, you know, I've seen some kids that are anxious about it, some kids that are sad about it, um, but mostly I've seen kids that are um, kind of excited about it, they like being online. Mm-hmm. So they're like, Ooh, well, I want to be online. And then after this, can I watch a show? You know, right. like they, they don't think about it in the ways that we do sometimes. No. So, and
0: and I'll, add, I'll add this after mm-hmm. I get beyond setting them up adequately, right. Mm-hmm. Not even properly, just adequately a space to work, make sure mm-hmm. computers are good you know, headphones for sure. Once they're set up uh, adequately, then Mm -hmm. I can feel myself get a little bit excited about it. Yeah. Because I I have to admit, you know, this is different. Mm -hmm. It's it's new. We're all together. You know, we, Mm
1: -hmm. and there's
0: just something to that for me. Yeah. Um, And we said this in a previous show, it's not going to be forever. Mm -hmm. And so in my mind, what I'm trying to figure out is, how to make this uh, uh, as enjoyable and experience a time as possible,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know? And so if we're able to do that, then it really makes a difference.
1: Absolutely. And like our last week's episode, I think it was the benefits of COVID or the silver linings. Mm -hmm. Um, What I'm seeing too is that um, kids really like to imitate their parents and so they like being able to see, you know, dad or mom's going to work, I'm going to school mm-hmm. and then being able to take a lunch break together, whatever they're doing, and then kind of sign off together. It's actually been, um, a way to connect where before it was like just some, some weird concept like, okay, hey, my parent goes away. Um, and then they come back, you know, whatever. <laughs> right. But for them to actually see it, like my desk is over here. My parents' desk is over here. They have their headphones. I have my headphones. It's like um, has been really interesting, particularly with the younger kids as well. Yeah. So it's kind of brought the parent kid a little on the same page.
0: Oh, I, f- I agree. There's definitely a potential for a lot of good stuff to happen mm-hmm. here. Um, let me throw in one additional group here. As we're talking, this this whole, you know, demographic came to my head. There are kids going off to college or returning to college in this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that is vastly different from what they imagined. And yeah. so um, I just want to, I guess, throw it out there that, you know, there are some similarities you know, with the mm-hmm. online. it's it's a little different for the adult learner, the college kid, mm-hmm. because they were doing a lot of online stuff already. Um, mm-hmm. I think the biggest piece for them is, as with for most of us, is that lack of social interaction, that mm-hmm. campus uh, campus life. And for, you know, you know, you were in college and I'm thinking back to my college days I mean, you went to school to get a degree, but you also went to college to have the college experience.
1: Yeah, even being away from your parents. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, come <laughs> we on. talked about that too. And, yeah. yeah. And
0: mm-hmm. so now their college experience for some of them is delayed, um, some of uh-huh. them it's derailed. Um, right. And so I just don't want to ignore that group. Um, and, and, some of what we said, much of it applies to them as well, whether they're going to mm-hmm. be at home or in an apartment, mm-hmm.
1: you know, back to school. You know, speaking of, of that group, I had an intern last year um, who it was her last year of of her graduate program. And um, she like really struggled with with the idea of not being able to graduate how you want to. and um the prospect of jobs um when she was getting out and i'm i'm sure that's still very much um something that's being thought of right now for some of um our college adult learners um and you know i always try to tell her and i don't try to wax optimism on too hard <laughs> um but you know i said in some ways like this is a really good life lesson I know it sounds like the cliche like oh yeah life lesson um but and and it was kind of good when she was going through the experience with me because I'm like we don't really know what we're doing and oftentimes like we don't
0: just figuring it out as we go
1: exactly and so when it was a little bit more normalized for her she definitely Saw where I was trying to make the comparison, just like life in itself. Like, you just think you're gonna have the best job coming out of college, and life shows you something different. Um, you know, or you're gonna get paid a certain amount, and you're like, realize you are at the bottom rung of your career (laughs) pole.
0: Yeah, now let me let me say this Mm -hmm. isn't that a big part of the reason people go to therapy? Like I, I don't know. I mean, the people I've worked with, I stayed, They're they're just disappointed mm-hmm. with um, <laughs> life and yeah. the fact that it hasn't gone at all the way they were told, no promised, expected. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like they were lied to.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah. So it's definitely a good time, a good a good life lesson. I mean, we don't go look for the, these things, but
1: no. There's but that. it's right in front of us, and I feel like you know for her, I tried to not you know I wanted her to to know that she'll get back up from this like this is definitely a setback and but how we respond to the setbacks is ultimately gonna determine you know how you know if we're gonna be okay yeah, and um unfortunately, she had to learn that. A little bit quicker than maybe she anticipated it mm-hmm. too but mm-hmm. nonetheless she is learning that life is going to throw you some serious curveballs
0: yeah she along with <laughs> the rest of us
1: absolutely
0: and so that ladies and gentlemen is our show um, <laughs> and like i said i didn't promise any answers I, sometimes <laughs> we just add to the confusion but
1: we're with you we're with
0: you oh yeah let me tell you we're living it and so i actually would welcome some of your tips and advice Mm -hmm. send them our way um i'm gonna ask that you share this with anyone whom you know is in a similar experience back to school working from home kids in the house Um, just share all that with us Um, we'd love to We'd love to learn some, some from you guys. Um, and after you've done that, uh, leave us a review over there on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Um, and let us know that uh, you're listening. So we look forward to having you come back uh, next week for our weekend edition, but stop by midweek as well for our regular episode, regular installment of Relationship Renegade. Uh, many final words, Mia?
1: Um, just good luck. And we're with you. Um, and I really can't, I really can't wait to see kind of what comes up after all this, when the dust kind of settles with kids on, you know, being on online.
0: Yeah, um, that I'm looking forward to as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you guys for listening. Uh thank you for checking us out and spending some of your weekend with us and we'll catch you next time for another installment of Relationship Renegade. Bye now.